Hello and welcome to the Rev It Up Podcast, helping entrepreneurs fill up their tanks, crank up the RPMs, and put the pedal to the metal until they cross that finish line. Hello, I'm Jeff Tiffany. Ready, set, go. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rev It Up Podcast. We are super excited to have an awesome guest here today, uh, Bobby Umar. And uh, he helps individuals build profitable relationships and help companies boost employee engagement. He's a five times TEDx speaker, Inc. Magazine a top 100 entrepreneurship leader, and the number two best guy to follow on link or on uh, Twitter. It says for business coaching. And uh, anyway, we're just excited to have you here. And uh, Bobby, if you could tell us um, where they can find you online, so they don't have to wait till the end of the show to figure it out. Oh, right front. Well, thanks. I mean, typically you can follow me on my LinkedIn pages under my name, Bobby Umar, my company page, my, my, my profile page, or across Twitter and Instagram at Rayhan Bobby. And my websites are rayallen.com and bypb.ca. Excellent. Excellent. And could you tell us a little bit about maybe kind of how you got started in business and maybe like one or two things you had to really struggle to get through and then where you are today? Yeah, I think the main thing I can tell you is that, uh, you know, uh, over the years, I've kind of tried to fit in uh, a square peg into a round circle. And uh, I've always kind of felt lost and stuck in my different paths. So I've had four different careers, engineering, brand marketing, and teaching. I've also dabbled in performing arts. And one of the things that I think was the biggest struggle for me was that, you know, I was a unique, a unique person, but I never felt I fit anywhere. And I often felt kind of stuck and unfulfilled with what I was doing. It wasn't until I dove into my personal brand and really understand what my values were, what my interests, passions, and skills were, where my interests aligned, what my personality was like, was that I was really able to find and forge a path that made more sense to me. So that's one of the, I think, the big struggles I had from doing all the different jobs. I think the other struggle I had was being in corporate. I'm more of an entrepreneurial spirit. And so being set free from the, the cubicle life uh, has been a game changer for me. And so getting past those two things has certainly provided me a far more larger world for, for me to fly and to prosper. Uh, and now what I've been doing for the last 15 years is I've been a professional speaker traveling around the world talking about personal branding, um, thought leadership, uh, authentic networking, relationship building, and things like that. And uh, But also now I'm in the last uh, few years, about the last five years, I've focused more on coaching online programs to help individuals and teams. Fantastic. I get, I kind of feel like I, I'm maybe where you were at one point because I, I like to jump all over the place and there's always, you know, shiny objects, but I do tend to uh, be kind of entrepreneurial and I don't like the, you know, reporting to somebody, you know, if I can help it and stuff like that. So that tends to be my, my lean. Although I, you know, I've worked for some, uh, you know, amazing people in the past, but and current, you know, current great clients and stuff like that. But, but anyway, um, just uh, amazing. And how did you, um, Sorry, this is for my own personal needs. How did you land those TED stages? That's I think that's fantastic. Well, you know, and that's a question I get a lot too. And I, I do a whole TEDx training talk on how to actually land your TEDx talk. But the basic gist I would say is when you have a strong thought leadership brand out there for yourself, so you have a strong website, you have strong content, you have a strong LinkedIn profile, all those different things, then people will come to you. So I would tell you that for the first four of the five TEDx talks I did, People approach me saying, oh, we love what you're talking about. We love your stuff. We love your brand. Can you come speak on our stage? And so that's one thing that helps. And then there were several other ones where they approached me where I said no, because I thought the TEDx event wasn't well organized. And then the, the fifth TEDx talk that I actually did, I actually applied for it. And I said, oh, you know, this theme, there was, they had, a, they had an audition for a theme called the Power of Connection, which is the hashtag I use everywhere I go. And I was like, oh, I got to apply for this one. So I sent them a quick three-minute video about this idea I've had for years about, I want to talk about hugs, actually. 
And I submitted a short five minute video and they said, oh, this is great. You got to come to this. And I'm like, yeah, okay, great. And I put together this TED talk on the, the power of 20 second hugs. And so, you know, so two things, one is having a strong brand. The second thing is having a strong application in terms of aligning your talk, aligning your talk with what the audience needs, what the theme is and things like that. And if you do those two things really well, then you'll have much more success getting a TED talk. Awesome. So is there a power of, you know, 20 second fist bumps or anything with COVID going around? <laughs> no, we should invent that though, eh? <laughs> so yeah, well, awesome. So um, I'm really impressed by uh, all the things that you've done uh, over the years here with, with the uh, Inc. 100 stuff. Was that something that uh, that you kind of pursued or was that uh, they just kind of found you and, and honored you with that? Yeah, that's another one of those things where I was like, whoa, seriously? Like someone told me and someone told me that, uh, Bobby, you were just named one of the Inc. Magazine's top 100 leisure speakers. I'm like, oh, okay, you know. And I often get a bunch of those things. They're like, no, no, Inc. Magazine. And then you should look at who else is in the list with you. And I was like, so when I went to the website, I was like, oh, whoa, Richard Branson, John Maxwell, Brenny Brown, holy cow. I was like, and uh, yeah, and it turned out the author had been following my stuff on Twitter for years. And he's like, oh, I love Bobby stuff. And, and yeah, so I definitely got that. So, you know, some of the, my favorite accolades are probably the ones that came to me without me even knowing it versus the ones where, you know, you, you apply for stuff or you submit yourself for an award. Uh, that one kind of blew my mind. So, uh, and they did it twice, which is great. Wow. That is really amazing. Yeah, just to even be listed with people like that is pretty, pretty yeah. amazing. So my, my name is Jess Tiffany. And so I got a notification that I was on a list for the top 250 best, well, most professional business women the other women. day. Women? So, yes. Seriously? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's great. Uh, obviously did not vet people very well for this list that she needs. Uh, and I don't know, it was some you know, obscure website. I suppose maybe they're using it. Yeah, but, yeah, but were you in the top 10? I mean, if you were, you might as well write it. Just say, <laughs> yeah. listen, just write it. It just said top 250. I don't know if it actually had me listed as a number within the 250. But uh, anyway, I just thought that was really silly. Well, it reminds me of another one where I was listed at the top 1,000 marketing rock stars. And I was like, 1,000? Like, that's a lot of people. But then I looked into it, and I was actually like 27. I was like, okay, that's pretty good. 27. That's not bad. (laughs) That's not bad. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And so over the years that you've been... um, you know, doing the personal branding, um, is there like one or two tips that you could give the audience that really just kind of maybe helped you get a breakthrough? Well, I think the biggest thing I can tell you about personal branding, which is that 90% of people don't do the work. It takes a lot of work. It's like someone who works like their butt off like 10 hours on a resume, right? And they, they try to really hone it and put it together and make sure it's really nice and has keywords and they put a lot of effort into it. But personal branding, same thing. Most 90% of people don't do the work. And what they do is See, personal brand is broken down into three areas. You discover your brand, which is diving the deep, diving deep. You then design your brand, and then you deliver your brand out there. And most of us are constantly designing our brand. We're planning, strategizing, putting the taxes together, thinking about how we want our profile to be, you know, our plan for our career or business or our, our, you know, our digital marketing plan. And when we do that, we use our own intuition, our experience. Maybe we have a couple of advisors. And in doing so, we end up with something that's 40, 40 50, 60% aligned. Mm-hmm. And so when we launch that career, launch that strategy, maybe two years down the road, that career is not that great. Or maybe two months down the road, that digital marketing strategy isn't that great. Mm-hmm. And so, but the truth is, if you dive into the work, self-analysis, self-awareness, feedback mechanisms, online assessments, doing that really deep dive work, mm-hmm. that's when the magic happens. Because once you're done that, and you have your brand elements, and you have your brand targets, and all that, and your audience, then you can create something that's 85, 95, 99% aligned. And that's when the magic happens for your business career or the content you're putting out there. So I think the number one tip I can tell people with personal branding is do the work and commit to the process. That is so important. 
I mean, it reminds me of, uh, you know, working with uh, my fitness and health coach. You know, one of the things they, they said was, you know, if you don't put work into the mindset part of your eating and your, and your health, uh, you're going to do this stuff, but then you're going to fall off the wagon. And I can tell you time and time again, I fell off the wagon before I did the mindset work. Yeah. And it's the same thing with personal branding. If you don't do that work up front, that's really the big piece. So it, it does take work. And then I think the second thing I can say with personal branding is that you have to be really, really honest. A lot of people, they kind of say what they think the right answer should be. But if you really want to go through your values and your interests or skills, be honest. What do you like? What don't you like? What do you value? What don't you value? There's no right answer. Right. Right. I mean, the right answer is really being truthful and honest. And people trying to fake it till they make it are not going to have the same success as those who really come up with a true, honest brand. Yeah. Well, that's, that's good stuff. So you're saying kind of like the self-evaluation, the self-awareness and really understanding yourself is kind of key to actually the personal branding versus the outward stuff that you do to personal brand. Is that kind of what I'm... Yeah. I mean, you know, before you can deliver on your brand, you have to at first discover the brand, do the deep dive, then design the brand, then you can deliver it. Whereas when you just design, deliver, you may have some effectiveness, but it won't be as effective if you actually are rooted in a foundation that is exactly who you are and exactly targeted and purposeful towards what you want to do. Right on. Awesome. And then somebody that's kind of in that process of doing the self-awareness and they've kind of discovered, you know, kind of their key points. Any suggestions on how to implement that into action that, that can be outward, outwardly displayed so people can you know, find you and such? Good question. So once you've actually discovered your brand, then the idea is to design it. So the first step of designing is you have this information. So you have your brand elements, your brand target. Now you think of your target audience. Think of your audience. Who's your target? What's your objective? And what does the target audience feel? What are their pain points? What are their bliss points? What kind of value are they looking for out there? So for example, when I look at my brand, when I put out my stuff around storytelling, right? I think of people who are struggling with storytelling. And then based on what they're feeling or struggling with, I put out content specifically to address those situations. So I'll say, hey, listen, are you looking for someone to help you refine your stories on LinkedIn? Are you looking to have a better framework to help you easy craft stories that can be really compelling for your audience as they generate conversations and leads? And so by doing that, doing that work to understand your target audience and what their pain points are, that's how you can design the right brand strategy as you put content out there. Okay. And as you're doing your um, you know, outreach and whatnot, do you find there's certain methods that tend to work better for you? Is it like, you know, PR versus, you know, LinkedIn or versus, you know, other advertising? Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on each person. Again, the, the key piece is what is your brand and who's your target, right? So let's say your brand is I'm a, I'm a world-class chef and my target audience are moms, you know, working moms at home. Then you have to set up a profile on Pinterest and Instagram because that's where a lot of moms who are cooking are putting stuff, Right. Uh, now, that said, I'm a huge proponent of LinkedIn because it's the largest professional network in the world, but it depends where your target audience is. You have to kind of know where they are. If your target is 12-year-olds, then TikTok is where you should be, right? So it really depends. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, no. Truth, right? you, have to, you kind of kind of know where they are. So, uh, But I think LinkedIn should be part of any sort of business strategy, but you may want to extend it to include things like TikTok or Instagram or Twitter, depending on who your target audience is. So that, that's an important piece in terms of really crafting the best place to go. And then for people who have lots of time, you can certainly put together an integrated platform where you're doing a combination of like, let's say Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter, or an Instagram, or for people that don't have enough time, they pick one that they want to invest in, you know, like Instagram or LinkedIn are really good things. They're, they're really hot ones right now. Those are good ones to invest time and energy into. Awesome. Absolutely. Hey, everybody, Jess here. What if I could help your company find over $100,000 in hidden revenue streams in less than an hour without spending an extra dime on advertising or marketing? Reach out to me at cardzap.thebumpcard.me. Check out the video on five steps to profit. 
and also reach out and we can have a conversation. Thank you. And how did you uh, leverage like say uh, press and news and different things like that in your branding? Yeah, so I mean, having a PR strategy where you know what your expertise are, then what you can do is you can start pitching your expertise at different networks. So whether you want to go on television or radio or newspaper, you the content you create is part of it. The second thing is pitching the right thing at the right moment. So for example, you know, right now we're in the middle of COVID. So I pitched myself, hey, listen, I can come on your show and talk about parenting because parenting is a, is a hobby of mine or it's not a hobby. It's, a, it's, a, it's my biggest leadership project with my yeah. kids, but I love talking about it. I'm an advocate for it online. I talk about parenting all the time online. So I said, look, I can come on your show and talk about it. And so when I did that, I pitched it. They said, yeah, well, we'd love to have you on the show. So being able to pitch, you know, you, you want to pick your top, you know, what are your top three to five things? And then when you pitch to PR organizations, you have to pick just one thing. So if there's something relevant going on, like, for example, you know, there was a, there was a political town halls and debates last night. Someone could pitch, hey, listen, I, I can give you, I can give you my take on body language. I can give you my take on audience reaction. I can give you my take on uh, team dynamics or, or personal branding. And you can pitch yourself as an expert to talk about those things. And then, you know, because, you know, most PR players are, they're dying for content. They want someone to lay it out for them and come on and quickly give the top three, four, five bullet points. Mm, absolutely. And I, I do hear a lot of times people say it's hard to get PR. And I think it's actually, I mean, it's hard, but it's not hard at the same time. Because if you have the content and the knowledge, people are looking for, like you said, people to do that. So um, do you have any tips on, on how to reach out or, or, you know, or how to get that PR? Well, I think the the hardest part of PR is actually, um, one, having the time to do it all because, you know, it takes a lot of work and time. And I don't have, that, I don't have enough time either to do it all the time, right? Yeah. And number two is being current, right? You have to actually, it's not like you can send a resume to 100 people. You actually have to craft and curate a specific email for every single producer or TV show or, or radio station you send to. It's got to be, so it takes a lot of time to do each one individually. So one of the things that, that's really important is that when you pitch to somebody, uh, lay out exactly what the points are going to make. Here are the three things I want to talk about. I want to talk about one, two, three. I'm going to talk about the three biggest tips of storytelling. It's this, this, this. Lay it out there. This is the one I want to share with your audience. And here's the type of, and then you let them, let them know what kind of audience would benefit from this and why. So if you lay that out in your email, that's when they're going to get your attention because they don't want to, the people who read this stuff, usually the producers and exec producers, they don't want to take the time to go, well, how's this going to fit my show and how do I make, no, you need to make sure that what you pitch aligns exactly with their audience and what they want. Fantastic. And do you normally reach out to these people or find them through like LinkedIn or, um, or do you uh, hire somebody or how do you uh, find these people to pitch? Well, there's different ways to do it. I mean, I think I, as I do more and more of the stuff, I find a lot of them on LinkedIn for the most part. And then I also find them through my network. So if I have a, a colleague who's been on a show, I'll say, hey, listen, uh, can you send me the producer's name? And they'll send me the producer's name and things like that. So I, I expand that network and then I use my networking to you know, build a list. And now I have a whole list of people that I reach out to. Hmm. Awesome. And if you were going to you know, need, say you need a, a little bit of capital to come in fairly soon and... Um, What's uh, like something you would go, be your go-to play to increase your revenue? In terms of increasing capital just like that? Yeah, just if you like, like hey, I want to create you know, some extra revenue for the company. What's like one or two things that I could just really delve into and, and help boost that? Hmm, that's a good question. I mean, you know, that's something that I'm always doing. I'm always thinking about ways to create revenue. Uh, usually what I'll do is I'll throw together a quick webinar and workshop. I'll say, I'll throw out like a free webinar and I'll have a plan where I'm going to do a workshop. So that's what I do with storytelling. I say, look, I want to do a free storytelling webinar. 
come check it out. I taught for like 30, 40 minutes. And I said, listen, I'm willing to, I want to do like a workshop where we dive deep in your stories. And I just threw it out there. I said, look, this is what I'm willing to do. And, you know, I had, I had already done a bit of research. So I knew what people wanted, right? Yeah. And then I kind of put it out there. I'm willing to do this workshop. Anybody want to join me? Send me a message and here's the cost. And yeah, I quickly was able to sign up a bunch of people to join that workshop. And it was pretty, you know, pretty off the cuff, but it happened really quickly. And, uh, you know, that, so, so when it comes to answer your question, I mean, the thing is to really identify what are some things people want, do a little bit of crowdsourcing, ask questions out there on Facebook and LinkedIn, whatnot, hey, and do some polls. And then once you see that, just put it out there. Hey, listen, I'm willing to do a workshop with five people on this. And here's where we're going to cover. Boom, 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 chicka, boom. And then if there's interest, you follow up with these people and uh, you might get like, you know, three, four people to join a little workshop. Awesome. You said boom, boom, chicka, boom. And it reminds me of the kid's story because I, I got four kids and I know you got kids. But anyway, I don't know if that's where you got that. From, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, could you tell us where to find your storytelling course and your other courses? Well, so my personal branding course is available on my website, dypb.ca. My storytelling uh, masterclass is actually available only by DM. So it's basically, I use my, it's a private thing. So basically I do my webinars or people reach out to me and then I'll put it out there and I'll say, I'm going to do this workshop on this date for two hours. And we do that, but it doesn't actually have a, a public profile out there. But if people want to work with me on the storytelling, they can certainly reach out to me and I'll either work with them one-on-one or I'll, I'll put together another workshop for, for a small group. Okay. And so they could send you like a direct message on LinkedIn, like an in-mail or something uh, or follow. Yeah. You. Well, Find the best way you get in touch with me is to honestly uh, comment on my post. So for example, I just did, uh, you know, yesterday I did day one of my 10 tips, 10 day storytelling series. And if you go on that, on that site and comment and say, Hey, Bobby, here's a question. Can I reach out to you? Then yeah, we'll make arrangements. Awesome. Perfect. Well, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. I just, I got a lot of value out of it and uh, it was a great conversation. And I know we both got kids uh, in school things happening here in a little bit, in a few minutes. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. But uh, COVID's really changing a lot of stuff. So, but uh, just excited and um, thank you again for being here. And any last thoughts uh, that you have uh, for the audience? Yeah, sure. I mean, one thing I'll say is that, you know, COVID's given us a lot of time to think about how we want to realign, reassess, repivot how we're doing things, uh, whether you're working in corporate, whether you're running a business or starting a side hustle. And what I said before about personal branding, you know, I'm really passionate about that. And I do have a course on personal branding. And really, it's all about discovering your brand to dive into your, into your stuff. So I have a course that has 25 videos, 30 plus exercises, 20 plus hours of homework materials to help you go through the entire process. And then you can book a call with me too. So if you're interested in doing that kind of stuff, uh, by all means, check out that website. And uh, I'd love to find a way to help you, you know, find the position and uh, path that you want that's going to give you the most success and fulfillment. Awesome. Would you mind spelling the website I, when you said it was? Sure. It's dypb.ca, which stands for Discover Your Personal Brand. Uh, okay. <laughs> now I <Yeah>. can. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, everybody. And looking forward to talking to you on the next show. Thank you.